0: seeing your work as your witness. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. It's Friday once again, and we are moving on in our study of Titus chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 9 through 10 today. And Today, Paul's focus is uh, on what Titus should teach to workers, uh, people who uh, uh, have uh, jobs and bosses, and I think uh, we'll see how this translates into our modern workplaces as well. So as we prepare to study, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today, and we give you thanks once again, Lord God, that you are a God of uh, all hope a God of all power, uh, the God who's made provision for uh, our salvation, our redemption, and our resurrection. Lord, there's nothing that you can't provide. Uh, You are the source of all that we need, and you are indeed our all in all. Father, as we come to study your word today, we're hungry, we're ready. Uh, Open our ears, our minds, and our hearts to what you want to say through your word and uh, make us uh, keenly aware of your Spirit's presence through the Word as you're teaching us today. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Uh, Titus 2, 9 and 10. Paul says, Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try to please them, not to talk back to them, and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted, so that in every way they will make the teaching about God our savior attractive now paul is using uh the word slaves and now i'm not sure if these were uh enslaved peoples in the way that we think about slavery uh in the modern context um or as in the way that we think about the horrific experience of African slavery here in the United States and in other Western countries. Um, I think he's talking more about indentured workers who are under the employ of a master Uh, They may be doing a job that they're not uh, pleased about, um, but they're in a social situation that gives them very little option for other kinds of work. And um, if we remove sort of the statements only from the context of indentured servitude, and we apply them in the context of our workplace, I think they have a lot to say uh, to us today about our modern workplace contexts. And so he says, teach these workers to be subject to their masters, to their bosses, and everything. So, uh, I hear people complain about their jobs all the time <laughs> and, uh, I'm self-employed, but there are still things about my job that are more or less enjoyable. And there are days when I'm sure I'm pretty complaining about certain aspects of the work that I do. Um, and, uh, You know, I do hear people complaining a lot about their jobs, and uh, it's my belief that during the workday, particularly if you're under the employ of another, that you uh, you're surrendering those eight hours to that employer uh, for them to use as they see fit. Uh, there may be things that you they ask you to do that you don't understand uh, why. There may be things they ask you to do that you think you could do more efficiently or there are better approaches. Uh, there may be uh, things they ask you to do that feel like you're wasting your time uh but uh those 8 hours belong to them because they're buying them and if they want to use them wrong <laughs> or inefficiently or in ways that seem like they're wasting time yours and theirs they're entitled to do that now if you have the kind of relationship with your boss where you he and he or she invites a conversation about ways to get work done and you can arrive at a better way of getting the job done and they value that then that's great Uh, but if you don't have a boss like that then you do what they say (laughs) unless what they're asking you to do would uh, be corrupt or call you into a a crisis of conscience uh, with your values and and with your convictions Um, but otherwise uh, those eight hours belong to them and so don't complain. Uh, submit to what they want during that eight hour window, uh, to try to please them. Be the best employee that you can. Um, do the things that they're asking you to do with to the best of your ability. Do them well consistently. Uh, don't talk back to them. If they say, no, this is how we're going to do it. Then this is how we're going to do it. Um, learn to value, uh, surrendering your rights and ideas to their authority. Um, Hopefully you're in a workplace that does value conversation and uh, ideas and um, you know th- uh, the values uh, that other people see, different ways of getting work done that are effective and efficient. Uh, but if that's not your workplace, then you do what your boss says. You give them your best for those eight hours, and then you go home and uh, you thank Jesus that you have a job. <laughs> you forget about that place for a few hours, and then you go back and do it again the next day. Um, Paul continues in verse 10 saying, Teach them not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted. I think that's an important thing in the workplace that we model such an example of integrity and character and consistency and good work that we earn the trust of our employer. They know that if they give us a job, if they give us a task, uh, that we're going to give them our best. For the, for the time that, that they are uh, paying us for. And uh, we earn their trust. And if you, as you earn trust, you earn the right to speak into certain situations. You earn the right to be asked how you might do this or that. Uh, it is the trust that your employer has in you that earns you the right to uh, a greater sense of being a part of their team, uh, to go in and expect that they should just uh, Want to do things your way right out of the gate is uh, is unrealistic, um, but he says, "Don't teach them not to steal, but to show that they can be fully trusted, so that in every way, they will make the teaching about God and our Savior attractive." Now, this is about the way that our uh, workplace conduct uh, is part of our witness for the kingdom. If you're a believer then you're raising the banner of Christ in the places that you go. Uh, Now, in the workplace, we have to wait for those doors to open, but I think we can live very overtly in a non-offensive way. Uh, we We can lead with the fact that we're a believer, that we're a person of prayer, that we believe in God, that we follow Jesus. And we're going to be known in our workplace, if we are overt in our witness, For being a Christ follower. And if we are known for being a Christ follower, then our workplace conduct should be exceptional, should be top tier. So that, as Paul says to Titus here in verse ten, in every way uh, we will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. We want to have such a winsome witness. For Jesus winsome meaning attractive witness for Jesus in the places where we are connecting with other people uh, so that Jesus gets all the attention glory and honor due his name and that those who are living outside of a relationship with Christ can be introduced to Jesus through our witness even in the workplace perhaps especially in the workplace in some ways you spend more time with the people you work with than you do with your own families at different times of the year, especially when kids are back in school and all of those things. So, um, your workplace witness matters supremely. It says a lot about your character. Uh, it proves your conduct to be worthy of one who proclaims the name of Jesus and it provides a winsome witness to your co workers, to your bosses. Uh, to other vendors that you come in contact with through your work. And so I think there's some vital instruction here from Paul to Titus and uh, on through the generations down to us. Um, work is not always easy, and we're not always at our best. And there are days when we're really frustrated and upset or disappointed by something. Um, and we have to find a way of, through all of those experiences in the workplace, um, modeling a winsome witness for jesus um when we do something wrong or we we lose our cool we need to be the first to say i'm sorry that was wrong would you forgive me and we need to own it and we need to be humble and uh and show people what seeking forgiveness for one's wrongs looks like and 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 owning up to mistakes that we've made and all of these things. That's part of our witness too. All right, my friends, I'm encouraged by this. I hope you are too. And uh, I pray that God will continue to bless you today as you seek his face.